1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All right, I'll admit here at the start that this is absolutely a get-off-my-lawn take. It is. I'll own it, proudly own it, and it has to do with, and I know that many of you that are just, you know, just massive maybe college basketball or sports fans have heard about Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy. He just fell short three points shy of Pistol Pete Maravich's record of Division One career scoring. Pistol Pete still holds, still holds the record with 3,667 points. Okay. Antoine Davis um, finished up with 3,664. Just three points shy. And that's it. That's the career for Antoine Davis, potentially, okay? Now, there's there's a possibility that he could play one more game, okay? His team, will they be in the in, – because that, that game where they got beat against Young, Youngstown State, that was in the Horizon League tournament quarterfinal, okay, on Thursday. So that's a conference tournament, and his team's terrible. They are not going to the NCAA tournament because they're no longer mm-hmm. in their tournament. So they got bounced their season's done. They are not be in the NIT tournament because their record's not good enough. They won't be there. So you say, well, hold on. Is his career over? Potentially, he might have an opportunity to play. So now, University of Detroit Mercer, their record is 14-19. and 19. All right, it's not good. 9 and 11 in Horizon League play. Okay. No NCAA tournament, no NIT, but the possibility for him to play one more game and if he played one more game, of course he's going to score and break the record. It would be getting into the CBI, mm-hmm. okay, which is the college basketball invitational. So that's the possibility for him. And the CBI basically would take anybody. The CBI is not – they don't have the criteria that the NCAA has. They don't have the criteria of being a winning team for the NIT. or They can just
3: take it. whoever they want. They right?
2: can take whoever they want. Well, well this, this is the criteria. Okay. The CBI selects teams from a pool of schools that don't get picked for the NCAA or the NIT. A program with a sub five hundred record is still eligible to be selected, but all CBI entrants must pay 27500 $27, thousand five hundred dollar fee. So they basically have to pay twenty eight. You think that's a lot for a university to play in in a postseason tournament? Twenty eight grand.
3: I, I think if you're a less than a bubble team in a mid major conference that to me seems like a big $28,000. $28,000
2: to play I disagree. to play one game it's because you're guaranteed one game. Yeah. And not only are you guaranteed the one game, you know that because of this storyline, you're guaranteed you will have not only you'll be in that first hour of sports center you're going to be in the sports center the entire night. Oh, and, like, and that, and, yeah, and, and into the next day. Yeah,
3: and, and that I agree. See, that's the caveat with this. That's the hook. Because if you're looking for something to draw eyeballs to the CBI, nobody's watching the CBI uh, unless you got a team that's playing. And even then, I, I, I mean, it's kind of like that third rate tournament. But if you can have a major storyline, then think about it. If you can have history that could be made in your tournament, then I think you take a stab at it. But to me, I mean, it's not like you're a Kentucky or a Duke or a Kansas or a, you know, a a, a Power Five program. I mean, you're a Detroit Mercer who, I mean, outside of the scoring record, nobody's ever followed Mercer basketball nationwide, I would
2: guess. So this is the deal, though. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the get-off-my-lawn, old-man take that I have. Even with an invitation to the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational Tournament, in my mind, Antoine Davis can't break Pistol Pete's record. Yes, he may score an additional three, four, five points, 20 points, whatever, and he'll technically have the record. Mm-hmm. In my mind, though, stop it. Enough already. Because to me, that's fraudulent. You are able to pass the record in a tournament game that you had to pay for? Come on, man. I can't take that seriously. I cannot take that seriously. There's no way back in the day it wasn't like that in Pistol Pete's days. Pistol, first off.
3: God, that is a get off my lawn take.
2: Back really? In, back in those days. Seriously. You, you you would respect that he broke the record playing in a tournament like the CBI. No,
3: no. Okay, but the the way that you phrased it is is old school. I, I understand. Yeah, of course. The, uh, yeah. I, I understand yeah. the sentiment. I, yeah. I totally understand that. I'm old school because you look at some of these records and it's like everybody's going to remember Pistol Pete mm-hmm. after this record is potentially broken. Like it's just going to be name in the in in, in the record books. And, yep. I mean, is this is this going to help the draft stock at all? Is this going to help the long-term, you know, national notoriety of the program? Like, what is the program you're getting this? I mean, this has not been big news for the casual sports fan. Like, they're not following this. And that's why... But well, it's I, been
2: talked about over the course of the last month and a half.
3: Okay, I mean maybe with your your hardcore fans mm-hmm. but i don't feel like this story
2: Yeah, hardcore basketball fans. Yeah, this, yes. this
3: this story has not moved the meter for the average basketball fan. That's Agreed. that's just the way that i'm that's the way that i'm viewing
2: because it. Because it's Antoine Davis. Most people are like who Who's is Antoine, Antoine Davis yeah, yeah, and, and what not, is Detroit Mercer?
3: Exactly. And, and that's not a disrespect. I mean that's no. just, that's just where these mid-major programs are. If you've got somebody that is you know, that is setting all of these records, unless you're following that program explicitly or know a lot about it, Mm -hmm. like people aren't going to, yeah, people are not going to follow the story If whether or not they get into the CBI for this specific record. Like people are not going, I don't feel like people are going to be searching out this story because they're so, you know, emotionally involved in
2: it. No, but when you think about the, 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 the record itself, and people say, well, who's got the most points? And people say, Pistol Pete. People know who the hell that is.
3: Oh, people, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: If all of a sudden, this time next year, people are like, Antoine Davis. People are like, who? Where'd he go to school? Who'd he play for? Or What, it, what position yeah. is he?
3: Or if you're like, hey, Pistol Pete, his record was broken last year. Can you tell me who? People aren't going to know. They won't know. Yeah, and I mean, that, it'll end up being a, a footnote on Google. And again, that that's no disrespect. But I feel like, you know, we need to kind of keep this in Keep this in perspective. I I do understand where you feel like paying for it seems like you're kind of you're prostituting, right? You you can't get it for free. You got to pay to get this record.
2: I I just I can't respect the record when 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 it's when it's gotten to this point. Your his career is over. Mm -hmm. The only way that he could break the record is if he pays. If his if his institution pays for them to play another game, and I just I can't. I'm sorry, I can't get with that. Well,
3: and think about it. Would Detroit Mercer? if it wasn't for antoine davis and this record like nobody would be it wouldn't even be talked about it's because of the potential record like detroit mercer the program like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even be talking about I it i
2: mean people talked about detroit mercer before well i mean but i mean it's not like the school just popped up 3 no, no, years ago no
3: no no but but i mean we wouldn't be talking about them yeah as being one of those teams that could buy their way in if it wasn't for this record.
2: Yes. Agreed. And agreed. I, totally. I think, that's,
3: I think that's the issue.
2: Yeah. Totally. No, I totally agree with you. All right. 651-461-9226. Let's take a break. We'll come back. It's a Friday night. Let's do a scoreboard. Uh, do we want to do a scoreboard this early? Let's do it. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a
1: thought hits you. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: On the Lake Show. I right, welcome back Friday night dance party here on WCCO Radio.
1: <laughs>
2: Henry Lighty, Christopher Tubbs. Rock it out. Two wild and crazy TJs. Hey,
3: welcome cinnamon to the main stage. Oh. oh, that's cinnamon?
2: Later. That's a different you, that's that's Sorry. that's your late night safe Sorry. harbor or naughty hours, not Sorry. This. Sorry. Sorry,
3: right. I, 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 yeah, maybe I'm thinking we're in the Eastern time zone where we're a little bit closer to,
2: I mean, do I look like cinnamon all of a sudden? No, I mean, what's going on? Here?
3: I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, come on,
2: man. Welcome destiny to the main stage. <laughs> destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, see, we were just talking about this last week, man. You and them strip clubs, man. That's hey, a... man, I believe it's called script club. Yes, and yes, and yeah, I know. It's a script club. You love it, man. Hey, me, make,
3: me, Pac-Man, and James Harden, baby. Hey, let's go. Hey, make it
2: rain. Hey, make it rain. They
3: make it rain. I make it hail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, dive into a Friday Night School board.
3: All right, let's go ahead and uh, get to it, H. Lake. We do have a, a little bit of uh, high school action going on. A, a lot of it right now because it is very, very early. Uh, I only see one. Final in boys' basketball tonight. Okay. And uh, that was from earlier on today. And that was the Tartan Titans and head coach Mark Klingsborne knocking off the uh, North St. Paul squad 55-46. to 46.
2: I haven't seen Klingsborn in a million years. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen him in a million years.
3: Funny thing is I used to do oh, – I did Tartan high school basketball play-by-play. And I was talking about – When?
2: Know. Like how, how long ago was this? Oh,
3: man, this was back in <laughs> – Two thousand eight, nine, ten. Okay, so this is
2: after Jake Sullivan and all that.
3: Like. Yeah, yeah. This was this was after that. I, I Tartan was kind of one of those schools that I worked with in the North Suburban, or formerly known as the North Suburban Conference. And then I was talking with Dave Harrigan because he had a Tartan baseball jersey, and apparently he went to Tartan. I didn't know that Dave Harrigan what? went to Tartan High School. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, coaches baseball. I don't know if he coaches baseball there, but I you know kind of talking about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, I used to do. But you know, I used to do basketball. You know, Mark Klingsborne. He's like, "Yep, yeah, he's still there." I'm like, "Yeah, I haven't seen coaching. Years. I've still got my my tartan hoodie that's got my or not hoodie, my uh, polo that's got my name on it. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't fit, but I've still got it.
2: If it don't fit, you must have quit.
3: No, no, no. I want proof that I've done things in my life. That's how you. That's how I know that I've done things in this business. Is I've got a I've got a closet full of polos like that I can't fit into.
2: I have not seen him in a long time. Yeah. Seriously.
3: It's been a, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since, uh, since I've seen him as well. We do have a couple of, uh, boys hockey games that are currently going on. But again, we do not have, uh, any results on it. We do know that Delano and Orono are playing at the St. Louis Park Rec Center. That is the Section 2A championship and Hill Murray. Speaking of the, uh, formerly known as the, uh, Northern Suburban Conference, the, uh, Hill Murray Pioneers and, uh, Gentry Academy, they're scoreless. That is the section four A championship, four double A championship, four A championship at Aldrich Arena. So that's what we've got going on there. Let's get to uh, Big Ten women's basketball. Is uh, watching some of the games right now. Uh, Iowa, seventh ranked uh, Iowa, uh, behind the twenty two points of Caitlin Clark, knocked off Purdue sixty nine to fifty eight. Second ranked Indiana, high scoring affair, knocked off Michigan State ninety four to eighty five. And Ohio State, eighty-one seventy-nine over seventeenth-ranked Michigan. So the three uh, higher seeds all winning. Uh, the next game coming up at the top of the hour, Big Ten Network. I believe Sloan Martin's going to be uh, calling this game, if I'm not mistaken, because she said she's going to be doing the uh, the semis, uh, the quarters, in the semis. Fifth-ranked Maryland, Maryland, Maryland will uh, be taking on the Illinois Fighting Illini. So that's what we've got.
2: And and I and I uh, saw. Sloan doing some games yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Sloan's amazing. She's she so is, talented.
3: She's very talented. She's, uh, remember when we had all of the, the stuff with the George Floyd riots and everything? Like, she was amazing. She was like, she was knee deep in everything. I mean, she and, was
2: in the streets. I mean, amongst the protesters and all that. I mean, she was, yeah.
3: She's very, very talented. Extremely talented. Uh, let's get to some men's, uh, top 25 basketball here, Henry, before we focused on the Big Ten. Uh no games currently in action. Uh, actually, that's on tomorrow, never mind. Nothing uh, nothing tonight in uh because I'm like, "Wait a minute, there's nothing going on." And uh, yeah, that is all uh, that is all tomorrow, so no men's basketball on that side. Let's get to the NBA because the Timberwolves are going to be playing a little bit later on tonight out in LA taking on the Lakers. Uh at halftime, the Magic leading the Hornets 64 to 48. Uh, Kelly, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. stepped up nicely in the uh, Lamelo Ball injury. Right now, he's got 15.7 boards to lead the Hornets, and Cole Anthony with 11 off the bench for Matt for Orlando.
2: Let me say this real quick: the when I uh, think about the Orlando Magic, they have improved this year. Mm-hmm. Like they've gotten better. Like they were a hot mess last year, but yeah, they they're looking all right, man.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I, I think. I really like Wendell Carter Jr. too. Like I, I really like, for for a big man, uh, I know he started out tonight playing very well uh, for Orlando. They are up by 16 at the half. The Hawks up on the Blazers, 47-37. Uh, Damian Lillard, 18 points for the Blazers. They're kind of one of those teams that if they don't get something turned around, they're going to continue to play themselves further away from being in the playoff discussion right now. Uh, because And I don't know if it's just missing... Uh, Nurkic, I know Simon's not playing tonight. Uh, you know, Jamie Grant, he's got to be the Batman to Damien, or he's got to be the Robin rather to Damien Lillard's Batman. A game we're monitoring right now. The Celtics, no problems with the Nets 51 to 23. Jalen Brown, 18 points in that game for Boston. There's still seven yeah, minutes left to go in the first they're half.
2: They're crushing them right now.
3: Yeah. Brooklyn, they are, uh, they are taking it on the chin. The Heat up early on the Knicks, 17-14. Tyler Hero, eight early points for Miami. The Suns up on the Bulls, 25-16. Josh Akogi, 13 for The Suns, Jazz are up on the Thunder with three minutes left to go in the first quarter. Uh, Walker Kessler, six points for Utah, six for Josh Giddey to lead the Thunder. Again, no SGA, been out with, uh, I believe, an abdomen and some COVID issues uh, not playing for Oklahoma City, the All Star,
2: and they've actually they taken some steps forward as well. That's yeah. another organization they've actually played pretty well, mm-hmm. yeah. in my opinion.
3: Yeah, and I think I'm Jalen Williams too. I've really liked the way that I've seen him play this year as well. Yep. one of those young pieces. I believe a, a rookie for uh, Oklahoma City, Grizzlies and the Nuggets, Pelicans, Warriors, Clippers, Kings, and the Wolves and the Lakers. All of the 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 four games on the West Coast, all very important games for Timberwolves fans to be monitoring. Clippers, King. Of course, the Kings are going to be the opponent for the Wolves coming up tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, you got Warriors, Pelicans, Grizzlies. Every game Wolves fans should be scoreboard watching from here on out. Agreed?
2: And they probably will be.
3: Yeah, and they, they should be. I know I am. The Kraken Blue Jackets in the NHL, they are tied at one uh, in the second period. Jets, Oilers, Hurricanes, Coyotes, Canadians, Ducks, and Devils and Golden Knights a little bit later on tonight. And... uh there, H. Lake, is your scoreboard.
2: And by the way, the, the Wild, let me try to pull it up. They made a couple of trades earlier today. A
3: couple? I can't even keep track of what they're doing Jordan
2: anymore. Greenway is out. Yes, Jordan they traded Greenway. They're trading to, 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 him uh, to, to, bu- to Buffalo Sabres.
3: For a couple of draft picks,
2: yes. Yep. And then, um, what was the other trade?
3: <laughs> it like my, my email. Like Everything was always like, uh, Minnesota, they acquired uh, John Klingsberg from the Anaheim Ducks. In uh, exchange for uh, Andre Suster, the uh, rights to forward Nikita Nestorenko, in a fourth round pick in the 2025 draft.
2: Gotcha. That was it. Yeah.
3: So yeah, and and I know I butchered uh, Suster's name. I'm gonna say it's Suster, like Schuster, just because I've heard Schuster a lot. So I'm gonna say it's uh, Andre Schuster. All right. So
2: um. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'll, not gonna crush you because I probably made the same mistake. All
3: I know is they got uh, John Klingberg from the Wild, and again, I mean, Bill Guerin, wheeling and dealing. That's he's trying to do what he can to make this team competitive. Think about it. they're in second place in the Central. All of a sudden, like they are not after all their, of a sudden. after their win. After last, all those struggles, yeah. After last night, I think they're nine points clear of Calgary, and uh, Calgary in like ninth place in the. Um, Western Conference as a wild card and the next two games I believe for the uh for the Wild are against Calgary. So I mean right now after yeah after having their struggles, the Wild all of a sudden are on a nice little uh, like seven games in a row getting points. So, yeah. you know, way to go.
2: That's awesome. All right, uh coming up next, uh we'll take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. But uh, some sad news, Minnesota horse racing fans suffer a big loss. we get to that next. I love going to Canterbury Park to be a part of the um, the horse racing that takes place there. Whether it's live, whether I want to simulcast, wager on some of the bigger tracks, Churchill Downs, Saratoga, so on and so forth. One of the things that's always tough, because the horse racing community is tight-knit, it truly is. And I enjoy going up there uh, to Canterbury and hanging out in the press box with Jeff Miday and Oracle and Kevin Gorg and all those guys. And us um, looking at the, the races, studying the races together, sharing opinions together and watching the races and evaluating and always just being there for one another. Like, I, I think it's just a cool moment where we just get together for a few hours in the press box and just watch races. We're all trying to help each other make money, but we also get an opportunity to see um, some people who are really talented and gifted at what they do, put their talent to the test and be tremendous horse jockeys. And unfortunately, one of our own, somebody born and raised in Shakopee, Minnesota, Alex Kanchari, um, from a horse racing family. Um, He died on Wednesday of an apparent suicide. Um, The jockey was 29 years old. According to the Daily Racing Forum, Kanchari last rode at Prairie Meadows on the closing day of October the 2nd. He won 47 races from 332 starts at the meet for mount earnings of 1.3 million dollars. Kanchari began riding late in 2011 and had amassed more than 28 million in purse earnings and over 1000 wins. To be specific, 1044 wins. His most prestigious win came aboard flat out speed in the grade three Iowa Oaks in 2020. First off, I want to give my, send my thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the Kanchari family. Um, and you, you never know why a person takes their life, but you know that all of us in some way struggle with something. And there's levels to it, right, like some people just things happen and then they either they ignore it or brush it off or whatever, or they don't internalize it or whatever, and they just move on to the next and then there are some of us where it just gets a hold of us, man, and we can't shake it and it's it 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 can take us away from our loved ones and it's um it's unfortunate that alex felt that pain to the point of he felt the need to take his own life. He was born and raised in Shakopee, Minnesota, worked at Canterbury Park as a child. His father was an immigrant from Peru, had a brief career as a jockey before becoming a trainer, kind of shuttling his operation between Minnesota and Nebraska, and he retired as a trainer. In 2018, his father did. Alex's brother, Patrick, um, many of you maybe heard this story, but his brother, Patrick, was also a jockey before being paralyzed in an auto accident in 2020. His father passed away later that year. So let's put a little bit of this in perspective, okay? Um, and, and this is me not meeting or knowing Alex Kanchari at all other than watching him race and wagering on horses and all that. I've never met the man. But when you hear that his brother was paralyzed in 2020, his father passed away later that year, and then we go into a pandemic, I would think that the last couple of years, emotionally, mentally, has been hard for him. And I'm not trying to read too much into the situation. I'm just saying, like, that'd be hard on me. His sister Ashley wrote in a social media post, quote, we are speechless and completely heartbroken about the passing of my brother Alex. Alex had a heart of gold and encouraged and saw the good in everyone. We wish he could have seen that light in himself. Alex Conchari was especially popular at Canterbury, given his deep roots at the track. Um, This from Canterbury, the news of this talented and genuine uh, young man's death has deeply saddened the Canterbury Park family. The track posted on social media with a picture of Alex, his father, and his brother. According to his sister, Alex, uh, according to his sister, by the way, okay, not Alex, his sister said that Alex is survived by his fiancée, Brooke Lynn, A son, Leon, and a daughter, Penelope. Brooklyn is expecting a baby in August. I will never judge him for taking his life because I don't know what was going on or the why and what he felt. But there's no question that he was hurting because he had a son, a daughter, another child on the way, and a fiance. <sighs> that that kind of takes my breath away, man. That, that says a lot, man. That says that there was a lot of hurt there.
3: Yeah, and this is why I think that there are so many struggles that people are going through that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy that you can overlook just day to day if somebody is struggling and you don't know it. You know, because people, you know, especially in the world of sports. Right. And I I will call horse racing a sport because, I mean, you've got to be athletic You know, to to be able to do that, it's not just the horses, but when you're, when you're an athlete or anybody and you've got these issues and you're trying to mask them and you've got a family, a young family, and you make this decision that in the moment it's going to take away your pain, but it's going to cause immeasurable pain to your fiance and your children. It's hard to, it's hard to wrap my mind around that as well, because to me, I mean, we hear that everything is temporary, right? No matter what you're feeling, it's temporary, good, bad, or otherwise, like everything in life is fluid and it's so disappointing and and saddening, more sad to hear that you get to a point where whatever it is that you're feeling, you don't feel like you can talk to something like there's, there's not a way that you feel that this is going to be able to be resolved. And there's only one resolution
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's, it, it's bringing this future pain onto your, your family. And it's, it's just so it's heartbreaking. It really, really is when you hear something like that. And, it, and I mean, you're part of that community. So, I mean, you, yeah, you know, I'm sure you know you're you're as dialed in as anybody.
2: And I must say, man, that like when you look at this, and I'm talking about not him him individually, Alice Canchari, but I'm talking about just in terms of everybody's individual struggles and suicide. Everybody's different, man. Everybody doesn't have the same resources. Everybody, Everybody doesn't have the same looking. network. I, I, Everybody exactly. doesn't have this ha, have the same family structure and setup or or friendship circles. It, and that's what makes all of this so hard. And people should understand that. Yeah. Th- that's why I'm more understanding of this than than maybe the average person. And I had a I had a cousin that that died of suicide. And mm-hmm. I think the hurt that I saw on my aunt's face was his mother was the that was the the, that was probably the toughest part.
3: And it's I I don't when, you know, something like this is happening. It just doesn't seem like it's something that is is taken into account. It's like, okay, with this act, you know, it, it, it is it's hard. Right. Because. We look at I I mean I can look at it from the outside and again I, I just I have a real hard time looking at this from the perspective of hurting those that you love, but you're not doing it to, to hurt them. You're doing it to alleviate the pain that you have. And I would think that's such that's such a a hard thing to balance out because you don't want to be in pain. Like you don't want to live life feeling miserable for whatever reason. But in that moment, you're not thinking about what the fallout is going to be for the family.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into headlines. That's next year on the Lake show. I just saw Sloan Martin on television. I just saw Sloan Martin on television. I know her. <laughs> Sloan is awesome. You were like that Brad
3: Pitt meme where, uh, He's like got the like the beer can. He's like, he gets up and he like snaps and, you know, that was that was you. You know that that meme? I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, you've you've seen it. Maybe. If I showed you the meme, you'd know it. Where he just like he like gets up and he points at the, the TV. Okay, I'll, take
2: I'll your, word, show it. To I'll, t- you. No, I'll take your word for it.
3: No, you'll know. You'll you, you know it. All right. Uh, the intro is played and uh, the music is playing, so I assume it's headlines. Formerly incarcerated Minnesotans can once again vote under legislation signed into law today by Governor Tim Walz. Legislators and activists, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> legislators and great South Park reference, by the way. Uh, legislators and activists have been working on this for nearly two decades, including State Attorney General Keith Ellison, whose work on the bill started when he was a member of the Minnesota House. Well, what does it mean to have a say over the people who represent you? because people who are prohibited from voting have to pay their taxes, have to obey laws have to do everything, but they don't have any choice over who represents them. Now they do. Now, Jennifer Schroeder was convicted of a drug offense, put herself through school and and is now a licensed drug and alcohol counselor. She was among dozens of advocates who pushed for the bill. Quote, the voices of those who have struggled will no longer be silenced. Now I'm calling on Minnesotans who are affected by this law to make their voices heard. Go vote, go get your red sticker, wear it proudly. Secretary of State, Steve Simons says the law takes effect today, and it's expected to impact roughly 55,000 residents.
2: Yeah, and look, I, I this is the right thing to do, in my opinion. Formerly incarcerated Minnesotans can once again vote. Formerly, formerly, yes. I mean, I mean, so so these people have served their time; they've they're past that. They should be allowed to vote.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, people make mistakes in life. We do. We're all a former something along the way, right? I mean, and not everybody, nobody's gone through life and every decision that they've made has been aces. So it is about giving people the second chance. Attorneys from the U.S. Department of Justice wrote uh, in a brief filed yesterday that former President Donald Trump's claim of absolute immunity regarding the Capitol riot should be denied. The district court's denial of absolute immunity should be affirmed, said the conclusion of the brief. Now, during the January 6th, 2021 Capitol riot, protesters disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress in the process of affirming the presidential election results. For President Joe Biden, who beat Trump in the 2020 election, not stolen, by the way, Trump held a rally in Washington, my opinion, Trump held a rally in Washington, D.C. that same day where he made unfounded election fraud claims. Trump supporters have been arrested for participating in the fatal riot. The former president also made election fraud claims in a video address to the protesters on January 6th. He told them to go home and quote that we love you. You're very special. As of last month, 985 people had been arrested for participating in the riot including 319 who face criminal charges.
2: I still to this day, I just can't imagine taking my ass to Washington, D.C. and storming the Capitol over a politician. I, I just, I can't see it. I'm dead serious. You have literally lost all common sense in your mind to go that far. And Mm -hmm. some of the images and video that we've seen in the last year that's been uncovered with all these different trials and stuff. There's no way Mm -hmm. like, it's it's just like, are you, I mean, you got to be kidding me again. Yelling in the face of police officers talking about what you're going to do and trying to belittle the (laughs) law enforcement Mm -hmm. I just I don't get it, man. I I don't get it.
3: Again, that it has all been guys under the auspices of free speech and patriotism.
2: And I'm not. And let me let me let me say one thing, and I'll let that's you. That's what it's How back in. I am not here saying that a person shouldn't be allowed to protest or voice their opinion. Yes, that's what this country we're all about. January the 6th was something different. That was not a protest. That was not a protest. No, no.
3: there there are protests. And then there that was a
2: hostile takeover.
3: it, It absolutely was a hostile takeover by domestic terrorists, terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Those were within. I mean, you had it cannot be described as anything other than an insurrection. And uh, finally, Henry, let's get to the uh, the last one here because I know this is one that, uh, you know, you enjoy. Earlier today, De La Soul's f- first six albums, Spanish – well, from – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah, yeah. from – yeah, I skipped, I, <laughs> I skipped that you, one. You,
2: you threw a curveball, I skip.
3: Way. I skipped that one, yeah. We, you know – I actually
2: was thinking about doing this as a topic a little bit later. Oh, okay. Anyway, go go ahead though. Okay, no, no, we get to it. Yep, yep. All right. Well, perfect I mean, timing.
3: Yeah. Well, you're a De Soul fan, and you know you've talked about numerous times how important they were. You know, it, you know to kind of help you know formulate who you are, which you believe. Well, they are now on Spotify, Apple Music, a title, and similar music devices. Their digital arrival is the culmination of a decades-long battle against copyright constraints and multiple labels, including Tommy Boy Records, which was the first label that the group was on. Tommy Boy Music Catalog was acquired by Reservoir Media in 2021, opening an avenue for the group to appear in streaming. First call we made was to De La Soul, Reservoir Executive Faith Newman said after the acquisition, we vowed to bring their music to streaming, and it means the world to uh, to our team to make good on that promise and expose a whole new generation of listeners to the most important one of the most important catalogs in hip hop history.
2: You know, three feet high and rising, and I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I was the first cat bumping that in the Twin Cities. I don't care what anybody says. I came to downtown Minneapolis. I took the bus. I'm surveying like I would like to do on the weekend. Different, uh, different hip hop albums to to, to buy, mm-hmm. and I came across that potholes in my lawn, and I was like, "This is <laughs> this is the track right here." And I brought it to North Minneapolis, and I was telling people about it. and They're like, "Man, we never heard of this group before." Mm-hmm. My buddy Howie T, Howard Romag, I got, said, "Dude, th- this is off the charts." And before you knew it, it was everybody's they, they, playing. Huh? They were everybody was playing it. See, my favorite De La Soul album of all time, though is De La was Dead, their second album. Okay. That was my favorite of all time. But they didn't put out bad albums. They were just, they were that good.
3: Yeah, and, you know, like, you know, I'm hearing more about them, you know, working with you. You know, I feel bad. Like, the only song I knew was Me, Myself, and I, and and that's, you know, your radio, you know, your typical radio yeah, pop man. song.
2: Stay woke, man, stay woke.
3: Oh, I'm woke.
2: <laughs>
3: I'm woke!
2: Oh, your wokeness is lacking. <laughs> Hey, coming up oh, next. I'm woke AF, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk some Minnesota Twins baseball. And let's talk about a new member of the team that has me really interested in how he's going to do. Joey Gallo, next on The Late Show.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit
0: HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.